0: We're in the we're in the full swing of the season here. I yeah. got on my only green shirt. Yeah. Uh you look like it's thirty eight degrees in your house as opposed to outside. Hoodie season
1: <laughs> all day. Uh yeah. Oh, I got something in my eye all of a sudden.
0: Um yeah, yeah, You're I the only the... person that gets seasonal depression in the summer. I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do. I live for when it gets dark at four thirty. I don't know why. Um it's just the introverted side of me. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're in the Christmas season now. I do have my, my Christmas-themed mug of tea that I'll be sipping on. Mm. And I do—you can't—it's it's just out of frame, but I do have my Christmas tree right next to me. Uh, up and lit, so that's nice. Excited. We're, we're, uh, this will be our second movie of the month. Uh, mm-hmm. We kicked off things post-Thanksgiving with our reveal, a little getting ready for it, talking about all the fun, so many Santas we've had in the past. we talked about the Grinch which Mm -hmm. I have to I have to I just learned about this so I gotta insert it here um they're Dr. Seuss the Dr. Seuss company or whatever they're called now and Mm -hmm. Wondery the podcast studio are launching a Grinch podcast for the Christmas season Mm -hmm. and um
0: like a narrative kind of podcast no it's a
1: podcast hosted by the Grinch where each week a different celebrity will try to convince him to like Christmas
0: Oh. And I listened All right. I
1: listened to a trailer for it cuz it was it was it was an ad in another podcast I listened to. So uh mm. they got me with a podcast ad. But uh it was pretty funny actually. And you could tell that the Grinch is absolutely mirrored after Jim Carrey. Like his yeah. manner or, or not mannerisms, but voice his his voice is in uh that. It's not I wouldn't call it a Jim Carrey impression, but it is a Grinch It's a Jim Carrey Grinch impression, Uh, and it's Mm -hmm. a pretty good one. An evocation, Um, if you will. Yes. Um, So it's Now, who do they have on? That I don't know. They didn't uh, mention any of the any of what the guests would be. So I don't know if it's supposed to be a surprise every week.
0: Like I'm Um, basic, I will accept one person above all else. Uh huh and that's conan o'brien <laughs> oh my gosh he has to be on it can you imagine and conan then i'm w- desperately trying to convince the grinch to like christmas but then the grinch turns conan on christmas midway through
1: yeah and then i want <laughs> i want the grinch on conan o'brien needs a friend for an hour
0: yes <laughs> yes um yes, actually a full hour
1: i'm not going to list all the celebrities but i do have the list here and uh i'm not gonna lie there's a couple i'm actually interested in um we've got comedian pete holmes who i think is just hysterically very loud yeah very loud and weird um (laughs) here's one that i think you will find most interesting um comedian bobby moynihan along with oh wwe superstar cody rhodes
0: what (laughs) yeah why are they are are they together they
1: are together uh convincing the grinch to love christmas
0: Interesting. I, I wonder know. if they have got like a project going on together. I
1: don't know. I don't know. And then we also have that sounds uh, like we find Bob Bobby o-
0: Moynihan's hilarious and Cody Rhodes is underrated. Very funny.
1: And they've also got Bob Odenkirk, who's delightful. Oh, that's so, going to be so,
0: that's
1: bring Conan on that one. The Grinch got some good some good celebs on on his podcast. So they are not a sponsor, but they should be.
0: No, that I mean that that does sound like fun. Yeah, Um, yeah. we should mention our uh, co-host Garrett not here this week feeling a little under the weather Yes, Garrett is under the
1: weather and had to pull out of this episode Unfortunately, but don't worry at the end of the show when we talk about our reviews He did make sure to send us his review of the movie We're talking about this week, which is reindeer games. We'll get to that in a little bit Mm -hmm. But uh, you you got you got the david and josh show today Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one Uh, I've been watching some christmas movies outside of the show have you been
0: uh i watched um i watched the red-nosed reindeer special oh the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer the the classic classic. claymation and rankin and bass special yeah Yeah. i watched that and i watched david fincher's the killer (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) so so not a christmas movie but was it good though is it a recommend okay i recommend it It, I i thought that the first the first half was better than the second half, but okay. I think overall it's a it's a pretty good movie. okay I'll check that I'll tell out. you the I'll tell you the most hilarious part. Maybe after you see it, I'll wait till you see it. but uh, my, I had this I had my, my, my favorite takeaway has to do with his aliases uh, that he uses in the movie. Okay. so a little, little little tease for you. Okay, that sounds good to me. Um, but the Rankin and Bass, you know, uh, uh, red, 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 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, up. you know, just as interesting as it ever was. Is that the one with Hermie? Hermie, yeah, yeah the elf who wants to be a dentist. Yeah, uh, Yukon Cornelius, the guy with the big yeah. red beard, and he's all about gold and silver, and he throws the thing in the air, and then he, it hits lands on the ground, and he goes, nothing. Yep. and. Uh so there's that my son was not into it very much wow. did not care for Rudolph Hermie or Yukon favorite character was the abominable snowman oh naturally uh, he was all about that thing he kept asking for when is that coming back cuz as bad you know my guy. son is all about he likes <laughs> monsters he likes sharks dinosaurs he, he's a bad he, he says he doesn't like Scar and the Lion King, and yet that's always the part that he pays the most attention to. So he's kind of a my son's kind of a bad guy. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Or a fan of the bad guy.
1: Um I watched I need to watch it for real, real, but I kinda caught most of Home Alone on FX the other night. Mm. a classic hmm. always i always watch that every year but i do want to actually We have a review for that up on we so many do. sequels.com please go check that out from a past so many santa's year um mm-hmm. and then i also watched a movie out of uh i don't know just a whim scrolling through you know we've talked about the idea of doing one of these dime a dozen tv holiday movies someday mm-hmm. and, I, and one caught my eye on Hulu called reporting for christmas reporting for christmas yes and it's not like that it is like uh local news themed oh man (laughs) and that's why i caught my eye and i thought oh i gotta talk about this with david (laughs) because you get it and garrett would have gotten it too if he was here uh but this movie stars absolutely no one of note but i do you do need to look up the poster because the guy in the movie looks like a dollar tree zachary levi and in fact, the reason I stopped on the thumbnail was because I thought it was him at first. But listen to this premise. This movie is about a woman who is a uh, TV news reporter.
0: And she <laughs> is, You see him? <laughs> That's his oh, man. Matt Trudeau. Yeah. He, These sound like fake actor names. They do. They do. Tamara Feldman. Matt Trudeau. Mara Kidwell. It looked like it was filmed by, like, a college class. <laughs> you know the thing is they crank that's what they do they crank these things out in like 10 days sometimes um uh danielle fishel talked about it on the boy meets world podcast she's directed a few hallmark movies oh really and the film time is like 10 days to 14 days she said that on her third one they gave her 20 days and she was like why are you giving me so much time (laughs) and so but she ran with it but anyway that's crazy Go ahead, yeah. I want to hear more about reporting for Christmas. No,
1: so, so the woman in the movie that, that it centers around is a, report, a TV news reporter, Who, but she is like, I'm a real reporter, I want to do the real story, I don't want to do fluff pieces, <laughs> I'm a real investigative journalist, dang it!
0: Not on Christmas. Right. But. That's when the holiday holds happen. She gets reassigned. <laughs> 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 to, to, to go
1: to Iowa. Which is not where they are. Okay. But they're sending. Why would you? I know. They're sending her to Iowa (laughs) to cover a toy factory that is bringing back one of its classic holiday toys, the mistletoe. Which is a mistletoe toad hybrid. And Uh, uh, that's the story. And she throws a fit, okay, but I'm going to find the real story. It's not going to be a fluff piece. And so she goes to Iowa and falls in love with Zachary Levi, Matt Trudeau, naturally, and discovers the true meaning of Christmas.
0: Right. That it's not all about the hard news. It's about the fluff. It is about the fluff sometimes.
1: And it's not about that fast city life. Sometimes it's about a small town in Iowa that is just proud of their toy factory because it's also yeah. that kind of small town where uh, she like goes into a little shop and is like, "I'm looking for this guy. Do you know who it is?" And she goes, "Honey, we all know everybody here." Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, that's not what I asked, is it? Right, it's I not. Asked, it's do not. do you
0: know this guy? It's not Where is all. he?
1: It's not at all what she asked. And then she pulls the whole, you go, you go down old uh, this street and turn left and keep on going a mile and you can't miss it. It's a factory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that part is what she said. She reiterated the factory. Uh, so that oh, was uh, reporting for Christmas on Hulu don't or do check that out i guess i don't (laughs) know it's on hulu you know i do think if you're the kind of person who does like to to go through those fun mindless uh you know cheesy romance christmas movies which is Mm -hmm. fine i think i would recommend it for them
0: i really do Mm. i don't know i haven't watched one in so long yeah but i am curious uh are you putting it on your best of 2023 list
1: not my best of list i mean i'll (laughs) i'll I'll
0: rank it in my overall
1: list but it's it's, there you go i'll be fair to it you know it's it's for what it's doing it's it's still bad but it's not like so (laughs) abysmal
0: so this is we haven't talked we've only talked about this a little bit but i have started to tweak my rating system a little bit Uh uh-huh and i take into account the idea of intent okay and i think if a movie succeeds at what it wants to be but doesn't go above it. It's a maybe. It's a three. Okay. So like, if you're a Hallmark Christmas movie, and your goal is we want to be a cheesy holiday Christmas movie, and you do that, well, you did it. You achieved it. Three stars. Yeah. Now, it's up to you not to sink into two and a half and bad, and right. it's up to you to exceed. But yeah. if like, if you like so, my other example was um, was uh like a, a kids animated film, right? Like if if it's a if it's good for if kids enjoy it and it's fun and it's colorful and all that stuff you know it's a three Mm. if it's a you know if it dips into being offensive then it's bad and if it goes above that then it's good i don't know okay trying to tweak
1: with the system a little bit that's fair uh well that is uh reporting for christmas again um that's the only other christmas thing i watch though so
0: i'm gonna save the other thing that i watch because i want to talk to garrett about it yeah i watched good burger too
1: oh okay yeah we'll wait for that then (laughs) um i do want to (laughs) remind everybody real quick before we switch gears to go check out our youtube channel if you're not there yet if you're a podcast listener Mm -hmm. and uh Mm -hmm. you don't subscribe to our youtube channel go do that um we're having a lot of fun over there we're posting full videos of the episodes as well as clips uh from the episodes as shorts so there's a lot of cool ways to engage with our content there we want you guys to uh subscribe comment like like and subscribe as they used to say mm-hmm.
0: so go do that yeah um, we're, hey we're up to 105 subscribers we're hoping to get to 112 by the end of the year 12 days for christmas get, help us get to that magic number i think we can all do right it. i think we can do it go subscribe to seven more if you're watching right now and you're not subscribed just go subscribe
1: exactly that is so many sequels on YouTube. You can go to uh, so many and find a link to it. If, uh, mm-hmm. but but let's be real, you're just going to open your YouTube app because who goes to websites? We go to apps. Open it in the browser. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about Reindeer Games. Yes. This is a pretty noted flop. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell? Why don't we start by talking about that? Let's get into the box office history of Reindeer Games. This is uh. Is this the first movie that Ben Affleck did after Goodwill Hunting?
0: Th- um, that's a good question. I don't know that for certain. I think I
1: had read somewhere um, that it was his first real big uh, flop after the uh, Goodwill Hunting bonanza.
0: Now maybe his first flop after Goodwill Hunting. I'm not sure if it's his first full film. It's probably not. But, um, but you know, it was a flop, and there's uh, multiple reasons for that. One is. The content, which we'll get into later. But um, second is that um, this movie debuted in on February 25th of the year 2000, which was a three, uh, two and a half ish month delay from when they wanted to release it, which was in December of 1999 because the test screenings were really poor. <laughs> and so they did a little bit of re-editing, a little bit of re- reshooting in some places, I think, and then released it three months later in February. So, it's a, a movie that clearly has a lot of allusions to Christmas in February. Now, that's not uncommon. You get summer movies in the, in the you know, wintertime, and you get some Christmas movies that come out, or how, we, we, how many times have we talked about a Halloween movie that came out in May? So, it happens. Um, so, it debuted the weekend of February 25th, 2000, to the number three spot. So, did not necessarily rule its weekend. It made $8.1 million opening weekend. Um, its total budget was forty-two million, and it would not make back that budget. Uh, it would go on to make twenty-three million in the United States and eight million dollars overseas for a worldwide total of thirty-two million dollars. Now, I just want to—this is a fun little detail about the weekend. Ben Affleck and Frank Oppenheimer, or uh, not Oppenheimer, John Frankenheimer opened this movie. Number one movie that weekend was "The Whole Nine Yards," starring uh, Bruce Willis and uh, 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 Matthew Perry, the late Matthew Perry. Uh, in its second week, the number two movie was a uh, Josh. I have a feeling you'll remember this: "Snow Day." You remember "Snow Day"? Snow Day. Yeah. I love how in the mid two thousands, early late nineties. They would make movies that were clearly just made to be on Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, but put them in theaters anyway. Yeah. Like, Snow Day was that type of movie. Yeah. Um, just made to be like, this weekend on Nickelodeon, it's Snow Day. And they'd have all the music. I think Josh Peck is in that. He is. I have it up here, yeah.
1: So it's <laughs> so so Chevy, uh, Chevy
0: Chase. Chevy <laughs> Chase. And at number three, you have uh, Hanging Up, which is a movie directed by... Um, directed by uh uh, uh uh shoot, forgot her name. Um, well anyway, it's got Meg Ryan in it. Okay, she's not the director. The director is uh, someone else who I'll I'll remember here in just a moment. But my favorite part about it is that it's also starring Lisa Kudrow. So Ben Affleck finished right between uh, Ma- uh, two friends cast right members,
1: between Phoebe and Chandler.
0: <laughs> right between Phoebe and Chandler, <laughs> love it. Um, it was uh, sorry. It was, so it was starring and directing Diane Keaton. That was the name oh, okay. I was looking for. Starring and directed by Diane Keaton, Meg Ryan, and Hanging Up. It also was critically not liked and a bit of a bomb. Um, and then in the number five spot was Pitch Black. That is the original Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, uh, Chronics- Riddick.
1: Yeah.
0: Riddick. Yeah. It's the original Riddick movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, I almost said Chronicles of Narnia, and then I almost said, anyway. Um, so that's your top five that weekend. Pitch Black, Hanging Up, Reindeer Game, Snow Day, and the whole nine yards. Um, like I said, it did not go on to do much better. Um, it immediately fell out of the top five in its next weekend and uh, already was making less than a million after four weeks. So it was a bit of a tank in that regard. I'm not going to go through the whole year 2000 like I normally do because we've been in the year 2000 like three times in five weeks. Uh, we just talked about the Grinch who stole Christmas. We just talked about Meet the Focker, uh, Meet the Parents, excuse me, uh, which also came out that year. The number one movie that year in the United States was The Grinch. So, uh, you know, interesting, interesting year. Now I'm also now now I'm excited. Box office is behind us to talk to you about my pick, reindeer.
1: Reindeer Games. Games, yes. So Reindeer Games came out in the year 2000, directed by John Frankenheimer. After assuming his dead cellmate's identity to get with his girlfriend, an ex-con finds himself the reluctant participant in a casino heist. This movie stars, I'm not going to list everybody, but a lot of big names, or at least who will be big names. Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. Charlize Theron, Gary Sinise, Danny Trejo. Um, that's all I'm going to say, because there's uh, a couple I want to say. Isaac save. Hayes. Yeah, Isaac Hayes is a good one. Right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Isaac Hayes, he, he, he was chef at the time. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, on South Park.
1: <laughs> um, so why don't you tell us why you made us watch this movie?
0: Well, I got to say... I have no idea. I I was looking for a movie that we hadn't done and that I was hoping to find a movie that we hadn't even talked about before. And I so I was just looking at like I just googled unconventional Christmas movies. And I saw listed Reindeer Games and I thought I'd never even heard of Reindeer Games. I watched the trailer. It was a it was the trailer already sold me that it was going to be an abysmal movie. And so but I was just looking at it, just going, oh, "This looks like it would be so fun to watch. It looks like it'd be so fun to watch and review." And I, uh, I was, I, and I, I, I know that traditionally I have the most militant Christmas rules. We've talked about it. We have a whole episode, and in fact, I have my rules right here. We're going to talk about it later. But. Um, there was just something about it that was so appealing cuz you know we've watched a lot of classics we've watched a lot of good christmas movies there was something about watching a movie that was so clearly draped in christmas that is not a christmas movie and i just wanted to give it a and, and, and i know the die hard is out there and people like to point to die hard but let's point to one that's a failure at that same idea you know okay fair enough that's that was kind of where i was and i just wanted to laugh the trailer made me cringe so much that I was like, I have to share this with the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was it was something. So let me uh, let me let me. Just, I guess share my initial thoughts. Uh, let's go off that I haven't seen I hadn't seen this before. Um, I didn't have high hopes. Uh, my expectations were met in that sense, I guess, because uh, it certainly didn't exceed them. This movie was just extremely stupid. But it, but most yeah. of the time, not not enough to come back around to being funny. There are moments where it is, and, and I, I mm. have a couple noted when we get to the scene discussion that I want to mention. So there are some moments where I laugh, but I don't think I was supposed to. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I don't yeah. think this was supposed to be as funny as it sometimes is. Um, I, 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 I I don't know what to say about... Most of the cast. Ben Affleck, is like the worst acting I've ever seen him do.
0: <laughs> it's up there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and he's someone who I will I will like generally defend as an actor. Like he, mm-hmm. I think sometimes he's a little overhated. I get why he is disliked a lot of times, but I think mm-hmm. he can be a pretty decent actor sometimes and this was not it at all. It's no, like I think
0: it's because he had to, he had to overcome stuff like this. Right.
1: Well, I mean this is still after uh you know, he's done Goodwill Hunting and some other movies where I know who the man's got talent, but <laughs> but not under I think but this direction.
0: I think for a lot of times early on there was a lot of debate over whether or not ben affleck was good because of matt damon in the early days you're right
1: yeah that's true
0: and that was that And that was what ben always had to overcome is like is ben as good without damon yeah um and i think he has overcome that he's actually proven to be he a very has good now, actor for sure. director himself
1: they're not tied together but, that
0: way anymore but early on it was this it was Geely. it was uh i can't even remember all the other ones that that didn't necessarily go well but but anyway, sorry. Go go on.
1: No, no that that was uh, pretty much it from my initial thoughts. It's just not it's not good, <laughs> and I think it would have been even I think it would have been funny to watch it as a group because there's so much to oh, make yes. fun of and like call out. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 like talking. I feel like I'm going to talk this mo- about this movie joyfully, even though I would not recommend it to almost anyone. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, no.
1: So wh- let's talk about. Uh, let's just get with the first question out of the way. Is it a Christmas movie, or is it just Christmas themed? Now, I would yes. say it's not a Christmas movie. It's <laughs> definitely more of a nightmare. <laughs> it it and, and I say this because and this is one of one of the rules that I don't remember if I had it at the time, but I've kind of come to to have it. Is I I think if you change, sorry. That was it my timer, timer to wrap up my uh, my initial thoughts,
0: which I did. <laughs> now it's, the world knows. We just need a timer. You just need, you just need a psychic timer. I know, yeah. Turn off.
1: Um, now, see, now, I, now I lost my train of thought with it. What was I well, saying? What was your,
0: your new Christmas rule? Your, oh, the had, Christmas rule. A...
1: I think if you change the time frame and nothing else is affected, I'm not sure it's a Christmas movie. Like, if Christmas mm. is an integral, and this movie is like, it's hard to really pin it down. It's definitely it's a casino heist movie, but mm-hmm. it didn't have to happen throughout Christmas time. So, uh, mm. I mean, I enjoy that it is during Christmas time because there are a lot of fun elements at play with that. I mean, mm-hmm. Gary Sinise literally yelling out, not yelling, but calling out the, I'm "Not going to play any reindeer games." games. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, what? It's it's so stupid. So, why would you even say that? Though? Exactly. Why would you but, say that? So I say so, no. What do you say? I I totally agree. I think it is Christmas-themed, clearly, because it has so many trappings. It has the Santa suits. They rob a casino in Santa suits. It is loaded with Christmas songs. Like, like every other song that plays in this movie, and there's probably like 30, is a yeah. Christmas song, right? Yeah. It has it has references, people just saying things like, I'm not going to play any reindeer games. Sure, right? But there's also just like... Um, you know, I want to see you in a candy cane. And all these, like, just all, some of the most cringy dialogue you've ever heard. And all of it is just shoehorning in. Remember, it's Christmas every time. Um, there's the... We'll get into the twist later. But there's the there's the key use of silver bells, you know. Uh, the whistling of silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. But it's not a Christmas movie. And Josh, you guys have talked about my militant Christmas rules. And... I have to say that to date, this is the first movie to break every Christmas rule that I have laid out. That's a beautiful Save for one. one. Save for one. Okay. Now, this movie has murder, which is not allowed in a Christmas movie for me. It has aggressive language, a lot of cursing. There's quite a few F-bombs and other such things. It has nudity, which I didn't even know before we watched the movie.
1: I did, I, yeah. it, it was has, a surprise. It was it, yeah, it was especially graphic, I must say. It was, it was some, and it was, was also like, set
0: to a Christmas song. <laughs> it was. And then it has substance abuse for the sake of comedy, which substance abuse is, is like, you know, can be used for dramatic effect, but when you're using it to like uh, it's just it's just tasteless to me in, in that scenario, in a Christmas movie setting. And then finally, yes, the um the other genre overpowers anything that has to do with Christmas, and the other setting is just a crime heist movie, right? The only rule that didn't break is that there's no appearance by Hulk Hogan. That's my only rule that it didn't uh, it didn't break. If Hulk Hogan had appeared in this movie, this would have been the perfect anti-Christmas, movie. not Christmas movie. He would have fit so perfectly.
1: <laughs> it would have. He absolutely he just had to be in the casino.
0: Have. Yeah, but Josh, yeah. I, I'm almost willing to to give it the pass, though. For a different reason, we'll you know what I'll we'll get to it in a minute because we have a few other things I want to talk about. But I do have a key scene, and I might substitute Hulk Hogan for a different actor uh, here later. Um, okay, I think, I think I think the first think thing we have to get out the way is this has got to be the dumbest group of criminals that oh, have my ever tried to commit a heist. These guys three times in a row decide that he is not the guy. Oh wait, he is the guy <laughs> because he just tells them, "Look, I'm not the guy you're looking for," and they go. You're not the guy we're looking for. And they beat him up and they go, listen, you are the guy we're looking for. And then they just, they go with it. And then he tells them again, I'm not the guy you're looking for. And they go, he's not the guy? Kill him. Yeah. And he goes, and then Ben Affleck goes, okay, I'm the guy. And he goes, we knew you were the guy. <laughs> like, they are they supposed to sound this stupid? Because it's not like Ben Affleck is, like, playing them. It's like they're just, they're there's he's he's stupid too yeah like there's no smart people in this film other than maybe Charlize Theron's character who also seems like kind of an idiot
1: yeah well you know some of that as we find out is is intentional but yeah they are (laughs) truly so stupid but but to be honest well I guess it is fair to say they are all the dumbest criminals because they're all criminals in some way (laughs) shape or form I was gonna say even our protagonists are extremely stupid it's so dumb Um, this is like I really see it as two movies in one because to me there's this there's this angle of of Ben Affleck's character or uh, identity stealing that is Mm -hmm. it's own thing and then it turns into a heist movie where, where things get changed again but at every point I was like how is everyone in this movie so dumb as to believe what people are trying to pull on them Right. How? How are it, we all this dumb in this movie?
0: <laughs> it, it's like, it's like, it's like they thought that they're, by making, the, I've, I, I I can't tell if they're supposed to be stupid. Right. Or, because like, they're menacing, right? But like, are they supposed to be this stupid? Because that's how they come across. They, they, they just, they just choose to believe that this guy is, is this Nick person, mm-hmm. even though he's told them three times he's not. Mm-hmm. It, and then they have like no idea what they're doing when it comes to this heist. They, I mean, they do lay out that this is their first time ever trying to steal something. <laughs> so like they're and stupid they, then and they then obviously to go big with it. they go to try to see, rob a casino. We know how that goes. Watch Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Getting the money is the easy part. Getting out the door that's where it gets difficult. Yep. But they are robbing a casino in the middle of freaking snowbound Pennsylvania or wherever it is they are. So. I don't know, but I do got to say, Danny Trejo did crack me up when he was talking about there should be a, a Christmas two in May or June. Uh, do you yeah. remember this? <laughs> he was like, "Seems to me, smart society, a smart country, would create a second gift-giving holiday." <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. He, he he said
0: something like fifty percent of all fifty percent of all spending in the United States happens in the month of December.
1: Yeah, I believe. I don't it. know if that was true. or you not. You know what? I would believe it if it was, but it's probably not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or at least maybe
1: it was at the time. I don't know, yeah, they are really stupid and and but they're also all really evil. they're evilly stupid, yeah, and and that's where I have to I have to talk about how much I feel like it is understated that Ben Affleck's character, just like for no real mo- reason, decides he's gonna assume his dead friend's identity after he's killed in a prison riot with right. one of the the corniest. S- yells i've heard since uh the vader "No!" in <laughs> revenge of the sith when when he goes nick! 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 is terrible but anyway he his friend nick oh. dies in a prison riot and he's uh, he decides because he's been openly joking about it with him mm-hmm. that he wants to get with his girlfriend so mm-hmm. he gets released from prison says he's nick fools his girlfriend um yeah charlise on and uh, that is just, like, how we're dealing with this for a while. This you know, is just the, the ride the, we're d- on for now.
0: The drama of that could have been the movie itself. It could have been, and, and I, I wish it been. Just the it drama of assuming your dead friend's identity to steal his girlfriend, essentially. That could have been. I mean, there's a lot of drama there. It may be a kind, of more, maybe kind of a Christmas-themed rom-com in that scenario. But then it just goes haywire when Gary Sinise in full crazy Lieutenant Dan mode shows up and he's just Yeah. He's just uncontrollable. Um and the whole thing is too that as you go through the movie, we're gonna talk about the the, the twist here later, but the whole movie depends on him getting off that bus to, to impersonate Nick. Yep. <laughs> it it hangs on it. Yep. And it's like how could they have accounted for that anyhow.
1: Yeah, yeah. That is true. When when the whole shindig is unveiled at the
0: end there is a whole lot of luck involved in that plan. <laughs> so, the, tremendous. Yeah. And I, I, I want to go back to something you talked about with the corniness of the jail scene. Yeah. It's hard to believe, as I was watching it, I had to remind myself that this is like a rated R movie because it's so corny. It's like the narration. You texted me. You messaged me. This Ben Affleck narration is corny as hell. Yeah. He, he opens with like, is. I'm,
1: a, I'm a tough guy in prison. <laughs>
0: I never like, really cared it much was for like the prison, It
1: was literally like prison, Mike, doing an
0: opening. I mean, it did. It was. It was so... It sounded like someone who's never been to prison, and uh, and Ben hasn't, but it just sounded like, even from a writing perspective, it was just so... T- things are tough on the inside. Guys always looking for the next meal. Who are they going to shiv? Like, it was just so freaking corny, and... Um, and the movie continues in that respect, like his relationship with Charlize Theron. I know, obviously, there's subterfuge going on between both of them, but they're just so they're so awkward together yeah. in like a weird way. Yeah, it's just well, and Gintsen's a niece. He's he's corny too. It's the whole thing. It's like I don't know. I don't know. It is. It's too corny. And it, it,
1: the the narration I busted up laughing immediately. And it continued for too long, but also it hits one of my, uh, least favorite, uh, things that movie, bad movies do, which is introduce narration and never bring it back. Um, well, yeah. it, it's they, just, they went to the
0: very end to well, bring it back. Yeah.
1: But I hate
0: that.
1: It, yeah, I don't like to me. Mm, there's a laziness involved with opening and closing <laughs> your movie with narration just because it, it feels like a crutch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, it feels like if it's not part of the narrative,
1: <coughs> I'm not interested
0: it's It's almost in some ways like it it, it it illustrates that we don't think the audience is quick enough to catch what we're doing and
1: and perhaps and if you're not quick if you're enough, watching reindeer games, you're not
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you at least if you're enjoying it yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know,
0: but yeah the the whole prison sequence is like the first i don't know fifteen minutes of the movie, maybe mm-hmm. and it's just it's so dumb, they're like getting served jello and they're like, What's in the jello and he's like well he goes eat it and then the guy starts there's a bug in the jello and they all start freaking out about bugs in the jello oh gosh jill can't be that fun let's um so we've talked about the opening monologue we talked about the prison scenes those are all bad yeah um so let's so as the movie progresses charlize theron's brother um which gosh, it's so hard to even talk about the movie because of all like what all the twists are. Charlie Theron's brother, Gary Sinise, forces Ben Affleck to commit a heist at the casino where his dead friend Nick used to work. They have Ben go in to do reconnaissance. They dress him as a cowboy. That's all fine. Josh, I did a literal I've never done this in my life. A literal actual I was drinking water spit take when Ashton Kutcher randomly appears with no 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 forethought for me that Ashton Kutcher would even be in this movie, he just turned around and I went, Ashton Kutcher? Uh-huh. With the world's most
1: unexpected goatee. <laughs> what was that?
0: <laughs> they were like, Ashton, can you, put, can you please grow a goatee for us because Ben is going to have a fake goatee at this point in the movie. So like I almost want to like swap out Hulk Hogan for Ashton Kutcher as my as my rule breaker for this particular movie. Yeah, well, because what's insane to me it about so that is, is
1: I mean, Reindeer Games came out the same year as Dude Where's My Car, so this is mm-hmm. uh, this is a very dumb type of Ashton caricature that the that mm-hmm. the world knows, and he just pops into right. this movie. Yeah, no. Yeah, the, and
0: there's and and, and th- that '70s show was running at this point. Right, right. Um, Which he played it, a dumb. So it, he
1: played a dumb character in that too. Um, yeah. It took him a long time to not just be considered the dumb guy. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now um, he's circled around to being the, uh, the something else. Yeah, see, something else. Yeah, now he's circled around to be yeah, we something were, else. Still not go good. Up Controversy just yet. Yeah, but but yeah, uh, that was so funny to me. Uh, unintentional, hilarious laughter of like I just was not expecting Ashton Kutcher to just appear and appear in such a tiny role because, frankly, at that time in his career, he could have been like a part in this movie. He could have been one of the bad guys. Um, something else I find hilarious is that Donald Logue, who plays, uh, one of the, one of the bad guys, they're all nameless goons. Um, but Donald Logue was almost Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel apparently had a huge, uh, argument with the director and he was like, get this guy out of here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh I'll go ahead and, and I, I, I had something that blew my mind about that, that I put in the notes I wanted to talk about. So yeah, Vin Diesel was originally cast in that role and they had that disagreement so so, the word is Vin Diesel dropped out and did the Fast and the Furious instead. And so the mm. implications of Reindeer Games to me are seismic because there could, seismic. N- there could be no The Fast and the Furious, or at least not as yeah. we know it, without this movie oh. casting Vin Diesel and then him dropping out. So we thank you for your service, Reindeer Games. It could have been a one and done, The
0: Fast and the Furious. You know, it
1: could have been. It could have been who, one and done. I don't know who would have been cast instead of Vin Diesel, but would it have been as, I don't know, would it have been as big?
0: Hard to say. Oh, Maybe they ca- they would have cast The Rock back then. <gasps> you know? Can you imagine if, if The Rock had been Dom Toretto the whole time? Does that mean that then The Rock ends up being the voice of Groot somehow later on down the line? Oh, well, of course. Does that I mean, mean that Vin Diesel
1: ends up being in Moana? Oh. I can't. Okay, no, we can't go down that rabbit hole.
0: But what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does have a, a, a musician career. so yeah,
0: He does. He does. Um, I think the time has come. We must talk about the, the, twist the twist upon twists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is, I think, where we can get into um, Garrett's review as well. Yeah. Because Garrett talks uh, a lot about the twists. Um, let's get into the first twist. Yeah, All right. yeah. First twist, I guess, technically, is... Psych. I'm the brother. I I'm Gary am I'm I'm her brother, and now you're gonna rob this, this casino. Now we I right, kinda so knew that find, by watching the trailer. But we but you know. We we that's we the find out
1: along the way that that um Charlie character was never um interested in Nick, really. Mm-hmm. Uh she was mm-hmm. Gary Sinise's lover the whole time, not his sister. They did the old sibling right. switcheroo.
0: Yes. Which, Which is still weird that they continue to call each other brother and sis as they start to have sex in the pool. That's but something
1: they should talk about with their therapist. I would say.
0: <laughs> weird, but yeah. That, so that's your twist one, and honestly, that one was kind of. I saw that. I saw that one kind of coming.
1: Yeah, and it was also. But, I thought it was fun enough. I was like, okay, yeah. that's not like suit. Like it's fun.
0: <laughs> you know, like okay, that makes sense. It's interesting. All right, here we go. Yeah, but then.
1: The second twist.
0: Okay, so the heist happens
1: mm-hmm.
0: almost every everybody is everybody dies everybody on team heist team dumb heist dies right mm-hmm. oceans minus 11 uh they all die and it's just sinise the ron and affleck and they're gonna put ben in the car and light it on fire and push him over a hill but then charlie slips up she says Nick took a shiv for you, and you, you swipe his girl the next day? And Ben goes, how did you know about the shiv? I never said anything about the shiv. And now, even, even Gary Sinise is starting to go, yeah, how did you know about that, right? And so Charlize says something, 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 boom, shoots Gary Sinise. What? And then she shoots him in the head again, and Ben Affleck has the dumbest look on his face the entire time, just. And for the audio listeners, I made a stupid face. Um, And then (laughs) she says the line, you should know, Rudy, because that's Ben Affleck's real name in this movie is Rudy. I never, I'm just going to bleep it, I never F the wrong guy. Then you hear the familiar whistle. It's silver bells, silver bells. And Charlize joins in on the whistling. And the look on Ben Affleck's face is, is he's just watched the end of The Sixth Sense. He turns around to see Nick is alive the whole time. And he's a... He's a Kaiser Soze-esque criminal mastermind. Yes. Yes.
1: Bat shit. And then they...
0: <laughs> and then as though they knew everybody was going to have a billion questions, him and Charlie Theron spent four minutes describing every element of their plan and how it went and how it worked. Well,
1: you're not a good villain if you don't monologue your plan.
0: <laughs> no. Well... And it cost them. When you start monologuing, that's when you get got. Exactly, I did Timer. it again. Time. <laughs> <laughs> time. But it's, it's, it's so, uh, it's so. It was, it was. They thought they were so smart. They like really they did. thought it was so smart. But it was. And I have to say, I did. I had to. I had to. I had to ask myself: Am I stupid, or was I just so? uninterested that that blew me because it did I when he started with when he when I heard silver bells and him start whistling I went no
1: no no it got it, it got <laughs> no. me too because because I will give them credit that they made you think the twist already happened you know you're already yeah. like eh, it was already a big twist I don't think there'll be another one you don't expect a mm-hmm. second one and you certainly don't expect something like that um, because to then reconnect what we said earlier for that plan to work, you had to you had to hope that Ben Affleck would just do that, mm-hmm. um, because there's no they don't manipulate him into it really in any way. Uh, no. It was his idea initially. He's the one talking about it to Nick all the time. So you mm-hmm. just had to hope that he would take your identity and steal your girl after you
0: faked your death. And that yeah. seems like or, a big or risk. Or some to me. variation of it, yeah. you know, like it was. There were so many things had to go right because they had already. Because the other element is, they talk about like Charlize Theron already went and and and, and started uh, uh, sweet talking Gary Sinise's character, mm-hmm. convinced him to do this crazy plan where for six months she was going to write Nick in jail and all this stuff and pretend to be his girlfriend, and then and then they were gonna and so then he while on the inside he was going to make Ben Rudy essentially fall in love with Charlize enough that he might do this. And, like, what, what, what was the plan? I mean, I guess the plan was, like, okay, if, if he doesn't get off the bus, just trick Gary Sinise and his buddies into doing this. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, ends, it ends in the best way, which is that, uh, you know, Ben Affleck manages to kill both of them, and then he takes a big sack of heist money, and, as dressed in his Santa Claus, hands out money on Christmas Day, and finally gets back home, for christmas and then we get the cheesiest look on his face as he's like i never really care much for the holidays until now and it's like until now really? yeah after now? that why are you eating pecan pie which they keep saying pecan pie Drives which would drive nuts. my drive my grandparents nuts for sure yeah. uh let's uh, let's you want to read garrett's review yeah yeah I, I think want, garrett's i review wanted sums to wrap up, up
1: with with garrett's review here uh and and he also left us a, a, a letterbox score and a rating and we'll so we'll have those two for later Uh, With such an A-list cast, I thought it could be at least entertaining, but I was very wrong. I feel confident saying this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and it's definitely the worst movie I've seen Ben in. I thought it had potential after the first twist, where Ben pretended to be someone else. Then the other... Oh, so he considered that the first twist. Oh, Then the other twist with Charlize, I was like, mmm, don't love it, but it's okay. (laughs) Finally, that last twist where the other guy showed up at the end, no. Dumb. Hated (laughs) it. Made the whole movie feel even lazier than it already felt. I remember thinking, who the hell is this movie for? And is it supposed to be entertaining or coherent or logical? And I would say that pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'd agree with most of that. <laughs>
0: You know, Josh, I don't want to leave out that you also wanted to point out the homemade squirt gun flamethrower. Oh, okay, you, put yeah. that in a, that, you put that on here.
1: Yeah, that just cracked me up in, in, a, in a real like MacGruber way. Not MacGyver, <laughs> specifically MacGruber. <laughs>
0: MacGruber. He
1: takes a bottle of alcohol and pours it into a, a pistol-sized squirt gun and then blows up a man who just lit a cigarette. It was insane.
0: Yeah, it was, again, a case of sheer luck yes. that someone would do that. And also just like... Why do you
1: think of that? Who are you?
0: <laughs> yeah. What was the plan? Um, and I do love your point about um, Gary Sinney slapping a hand-drawn map of the casino <laughs> on the table, and it's just all scribbles it like, did. A, it like, really a, reminded, like a child. It
1: reminded me of Kevin's battle plan from Home Alone, where it's like, this, <laughs> it's my house, and I'm going to protect it. That's what it looked like. I got the map here, and it looked like shit. <laughs> I can't. Okay. This movie, no. <laughs> no. Okay. We're done with that.
0: <laughs> okay. let's. I want to talk about just a few other things. Yeah. I'll make them quick. Yeah, um, It is a sad state of affairs. John Frankenheimer, um, and I'm sad to say I haven't consumed most a, a lot of his stuff. This is the only movie of his I've seen. But he was an acclaimed director of film and TV. He's credited with basically creating the blueprint for the modern political thriller. He uh, is behind films like Birdman of Alcatraz. The Manchurian Candidate, like he had, and and tons of um, big TV films, right? And and fortunately, this wasn't his last work that he ever made. It was his last theatrical film, and so for it to go out as a critical and commercial failure is kind of sad. He did make a TV film, I think. I I think I looked up as something to do with the uh, Nixon years or something like that, and it was well received. So at least his final project before he passed away, I believe, in two thousand two um had some some critical art you know a uh, success but uh I, I think it is really interesting it has this has incidentally introduced me to an acclaimed director that i haven't i don't think it gets a lot of shine i haven't heard many people talk about so i might try in the future to look into some of his work
1: well yeah that's that that is I, one <laughs> silver lining of reindeer games
0: yes I will say it is obvious that he has a favorite thing, which is mega close ups on someone with someone in the background talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed like how many times it'd be like Gary Sinise would be talking, and it would be like Danny Trejo's face <laughs> right here with with Gary Sinise be like, why are you doing that Yeah, I did you can't be doing that yet. convict and if'd like Danny if be like Danny Trejo's taking up the whole left hat left third of the screen uh he he was on he was big into close ups it appears. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's like a way of hiding something or if it's just a personal touch but it was very noticeable
1: I don't know uh, all right let's uh, let's let's move into our letterbox game then mm. uh, I've got some reviews here some of the most popular reviews from Letterboxd to talk about
0: all uh, oh, these are gonna be great some
1: of them some of them could be uh, we've got the the top review is from Steve Sandberg who gave it three stars and says top five reasons to watch reindeer games five. One of the dumbest, most convoluted twist endings imaginable. Isaac Hayes' most inexplicable film role, It's Baffling. Three, Charlize (laughs) Theron. Uh, Two, I want some fucking hot chocolate and some pecan fucking pie. (laughs) Um, And number one, Dennis Farina's inexplicable false teeth. A truly breathtaking mess of a motion picture. Uh, then we got fuck yes. you three and a half fuck you guys it's fun uh, th- mm. this 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 the the letterbox game alone might might break our f bomb record for this show uh, one star the plot was bat shit and the twists were also shit and a lot of the acting was anyone want to guess <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, and then finally one star insanely stupid movie but the third act goes very hard <laughs> so mm. so there you, you go. know.
0: I, I don't know for a fact. This could be one of the worst movies we've ever done for so many sequels in I think it's terms possible. of what its letterbox score could be.
1: It's possible.
0: Um, um, Garrett, Garrett gave us his guess
1: first, and he's he's going with a two point two.
0: Two point two. So yeah. what's your
1: guess then? My guess, I think, is going to. So I got. I want to say that I. I, God, I hope that you guys are right and it's low. Um, I can't quite get myself to think it'll go into the one territory though so I'm gonna that's very low it's very low so I'm gonna actually maybe give it a 2.4 2.4
0: from Letterboxd yeah um yeah I mean it's hard I mean it's hard to imagine that two, that below 2 range on Letterboxd is, is something else it's steep it's hard to um, get there the lowest movie we've ever done the lowest Letterbox movie we've ever done on so many sequels is uh, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. yeah, uh, Which I think is like a 1.4 on Letterboxd. I think this is probably better than that. I think you guys are in the right zone, though, so I'm going to say 2.3. I'm just going to go right between you guys and just hope that I can get a direct hit. Okay,
1: okay. we got 2.2 2 from Garrett, 2.4 from me, and 2.3 from David. Let's see what the Letterboxd community does actually think about Letterboxd, or about Reindeer Games. Uh, and so, based on 12,000 ratings... Uh, We were unfortunately all quite off, Mm. Um, but I was the closest, because this movie's a 2.7 somehow. (laughs) 2.7? 2.7 from Letterboxd. I'm shocked. People rate...
0: So, I'm just gonna reveal this, because I know this for a fact. People rate this higher than Thor The Dark World? Like, Thor The Dark World's bad, but...
1: Uh, that's Man, hard bad. to. Yeah, I don't think I could go there either. That's that's that's, that's b- hard to be. That's rough. This is pretty. This is pretty high for for me. I, I don't think it's not going to be that high for me. I know that.
0: So you know that means that's not even our our, our lowest film of this year that we reviewed. Right. Right. Mm,
1: upsetting. Hmm. Very.
0: So okay. So Josh wins on Reindeer Games, which I do love the title. I gotta say, great title. As far as a Christmas movie that, like, you're looking for a title for a Christmas movie and you're like, oh, what can we do? Reindeer Games. That's what they talk about in Rudolph. So, Josh, that brings you up to 10 wins, 14 points, meaning you are two points behind me.
1: Mm -hmm. I just know. Garrett
0: just behind, uh, Garrett's behind only five, and there's only one week to go.
1: Oh, my gosh. That means...
0: Well, actually, there's two because there's the there's the there's the audience pick. If we end up, being I able was going to say
1: that. that means the best I can do is tie you, and we don't have a plan yeah. in place for that. Um, oh, yeah, we need
0: to think that through.
1: Okay, well, um, uh, uh, Garrett said <laughs> Garrett's rating for this movie is a half star. Wow, that's bad. I'm going to be just so slightly more generous and give it one full star <laughs> because that is bad in my list or in my key, and I think it is bad.
0: But I don't mm-hmm. think it's and I don't think it's
1: half because I do laugh a couple times,
0: yeah, I swear I'm gonna give that extra half star I'm gonna give it one and a half stars one
1: and a half stars, okay, so
0: yeah because may- it's bad, but I did actually get a lot of entertainment out of watching. maybe it, even collectively in, in some of
1: our lowest then as well um
0: I think so, cause even, because that's a half star is
1: rare for any of the three of us <laughs> it is uh, wow, okay well that, I love
0: that I love that I did this to us,
1: yeah i do too i do too it was worth it
0: so you gave it a one i gave it a one so uh that makes us an average of one. <laughs> oh wow perfect well how do you like that
1: then uh all right that's reindeer games well, um we'll be back next week with i promise a much more Christmassy movie <laughs> <laughs> yes um, definitely so, be sure to follow us online at so many sequels.com. You can find links to our social channels there or on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, TikTok. You can also find our whole back catalog of episodes there. You can search, um, go through our past So Many Santas if you want to stick with the Christmas theme this month or watch any other old episodes that you want. Uh, please also, again, want to remind you to check out our YouTube channel and subscribe to that. So Many Sequels on YouTube. And then finally, we also have Patreon. Patreon.com slash so many sequels. If you join us on there, you'll get access to our Discord um, and we'll talk about movies and all kinds of fun stuff there. Uh, before we finally leave, I do want to remind everybody that we will be asking for your vote on the final Christmas movie of the year. We're gonna put out some uh, some poll options on our social channels, so again, check those out at so many sequels.com. We're gonna have the fans vote for our final Christmas movie of the year. Uh, that we will release uh, that last week, that week of Christmas. So uh, be sure to check out, follow our socials for that. Uh, We will announce that once the votes are tallied. So we'll see you all next time.